a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis Tires. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Fly Racing for making these happen. Flyracing.com. Please check it out. The official gear of Zach Osborne, Seven Deuce Deuce, Blake Baggett, uh, Weston Pike, so, so many other guys. Uh, Flyracing.com has got what you need, whether it's a watercraft, snowmobile, um, mountain biking, and of course, dirt biking. Uh, please check them out online, and we thank those guys as well. I just got a stand from Fly Racing for a, a dirt bike, and uh, I loved it. It's great. Uh, they got a lot of things like that to uh, check out. So thanks to Fly Racing. Thanks to you people for uh, Racer X. Don't forget to subscribe to the magazine. Also, to Alpine Stars, uh, Alpine Stars protects whether it's a Tech 10 boot, the benchmark boot in motocross, or the A4 chest protector, which incorporates adjustable kidney straps that are combined with thoroughformed rib protection panels. Professional choice of for many of those out there in Supercross and, and Motocross and MXGP and GNCC and beyond. Uh, Alpine Star protects also to MXST is a new tire coming out developed by Jeremy McGrath, the king, uh, is the, helping Maxxis Tires develop this new tire. To learn more, visit Maxxis.com. Uh, whether it's your uh, truck, light truck, car, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, uh, Maxxis Tires lets you hook up, pull the whole shot, and beat the competition in any terrain or conditions. Uh, thanks to Maxxis, Alpine Stars, and greatly thanks to uh, Fly Racing for making this happen. So this is another edition of Soundcheck. You people really like these. We're going to keep trying to knock them out when we can. It's been a while because the season starts. A lot of these riders get busy. But today is Soundcheck with me. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but uh, we'll do it anyways. Uh, with me on the line to help out the Soundcheck episode is, is a guy that uh, did one himself. He's currently leading the 250 E-Series, Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? Chilling, man, chilling. Um, I've been listening to these Soundcheck podcasts, and uh, there's always this massive um, opinion about everyone's songs. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I felt like it was time to... Uh, yeah, get your uh, your songs so we can give you our opinions. There's a lot of Mathis opinions about everything out there in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it happens, but um, yeah, you, you catch my drift. No, I do, absolutely. Um, man, I'll tell you what, the one guy, you know the Noof? Do you know, ever met the Noof? I, I know of him. He's okay. like a, um, an online legend for me. But Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Noof has told me that he absolutely hates sound checks and he'll, he'll never listen to them. Um, but almost everybody else, Zacho, has loved these things that I've done with the riders. Um, they're really yeah, cool. That yeah, that surprises me. It's, um, I mean, it's cool. It shows a completely different side of um, the rider's personality, and or you know, not even rider, just yeah. personality of the person in general. And um, I've been surprised uh, by some of the choices of a few of them, and then 
um, I probably could have predicted half of the songs that some other people picked. So it's right. pretty cool. Yeah, AC's list was entirely predictable. Uh, Lars Lars' list was actually predictable too because he. I, I, yeah, I felt like that's exactly what I felt like. Lars, I, you know, he just seems like a heavy metal. Uh, rocker, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. So uh, he seemed. And I to enjoy think that it. that's a little bit being Swedish too. Like Swedes love some metal, dude. Oh, fin- Finns and Swedes, absolutely right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, I heard that in in Finland and Sweden, like like these bands like Anthrax and and uh, and, and Megadeth, like they still sell out fifteen thousand seat arenas, stadiums, and everything over there. People still love. For them. Sure, I don't have any any uh, hard time believing that at all. Um, like always, when I when I stayed in Norway, they were always um, even like radio stations. They would have, you know, just a, your average radio station would be just like heavy metal. Like, and right. I'm just like, man, I don't know about this stuff. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, hey, so no moto talk on this podcast, people. So we're not going to get into that. Osborne was on the Pulp Show on Monday, so uh, yeah, you know what, Zacho, I I told you, and I we I attached Chris Kiefer on a, on a on a group text, and I said, look, it's my show. I'm picking 13 bands, and you guys were not having it, not having it. No, not possible. Um, the rules are the rules, whether it's your <laughs> show or not. So, um, Dude, yeah. it's so tough. You get 10. It's, it's so tough. Like, I struggled with this. Not, maybe not as much as Kiefer, but, man, I struggled. I feel like it would be easier to pick, I mean, it, the, the hard the thing that makes it hard is just the uh, – one one song per band. Like, if yeah. you could pick, you know, I could have had three or four Skinner songs and uh-huh. a couple Offspring songs and been totally fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, the one one song per band makes it tough. Yeah, absolutely. I had to clip Motley Crue, Kickstart My Heart, and, I, and it hurt me. It hurt me. Yeah. I, I was pretty pumped that you had that on there. And then I, um, when you sent me your final list, yeah. I was like, oh, man. Um New Order got clipped. I love New Order. It takes me back to my childhood. But New Order got clipped. Uh, a couple of songs that I really liked of them. Um, I'm not so much a fan of the whole band, but, if, if you know, like, it's one of those things like, okay, so most of this list, outside of maybe one, is bands that I like multiple, multiple songs from, and I could have picked multiple, multiple songs but New Order was one of those ones where I just liked the one song a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, but, yeah, all right. Um, anything else you want to ask me? Yeah. Um, I mean, your favorite concert, that's something you ask everyone. What was your your favorite concert you ever been to? I know you go to plenty, you live in a concert yeah. mecca. Yeah. Uh, first ever concert was Crew, uh, 1989, Dr. Feelgood Tour. That was my first ever concert, wow. and they let off so many bombs uh, it was amazing. The, my first letdown concert experience was I was a huge GNR fan, and when they did their Use Your Illusion tour, I went and uh, they were late getting on, of course. Uh, Axl Rose always does that. And then he came out and he sat on the drum riser, Zacho, for 30 minutes with just with this, with this, with the microphone on his, his elbows on his knees, barely singing the songs. And I'm like, that sucks, dude. That would be a huge letdown. I I like slept overnight for tickets. Do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And and then this guy comes out and does that. It was absolutely uh, mind blowing. I heard that about someone else um, who went to um, maybe they did a like a comeback tour a couple years ago or something. Yeah, they, and they been, went to yeah, it. And yeah. Same sort of thing. They said it was terrible. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Um, 
there's two types of concerts, and you probably agree with me, Zacho. Like nothing beats the the smaller venue concerts that you go see compared to stadium or arena shows. So, oh, for sure. You know, so for me, I saw the Tragically Hip and Shocker. They're on my list. I've seen them in these small venues 15 to 20 times, and I've absolutely, it's blown me away. It's amazing. I'm front row in a lot of them. And I saw Chris Cornell at the House of Blues here in uh, in Vegas. And I'm not a Cornell guy. Blake Wharton is a big Cornell guy. But uh, I, I absolutely loved Cornell uh, in a small venue. The Tragically Hip in a small venue is incredible. And then, you know, I went to U2, their show. They, they did a front-to-back Joshua Tree tour. And I went twice. We went to San Francisco and then to, to, to Phoenix. And I love those shows. They were great. They were amazing. But man, you cannot beat those small venues. You just can't. And it's it's you know the bands, the big bands aren't going to do that, of course. But I love them. Yeah, but oftentimes I feel like um, I would rather see a not so big band in the House of Blues than than actually have the opportunity to to see the big dog in the big stadium because it's just it's almost like a personal experience, and I can kind of relate to it. You know, obviously not on a rock star level, but. Mm-hmm. Like, if we go to an autograph signing and there's, like, 50 people there and we can take the time to to yeah. speak to each one of them and, and like, engage with them, mm-hmm. it's completely different if we go to a huge dealer with 1,500 people and we're trying to, like, you know, blast through the line. Yeah, and yeah. and um, it, you just don't get that same, um, like, soul from no. the person no. uh, putting themselves out there for that, you know? And yeah. I, I, that's the only way I can kind of relate to it. No, I, I think you're right. You're absolutely right. So um, a couple of my favorite big shows, well, this, this U2 one, I spent way too much on tickets to go see him at Glendale. Um, spent a lot in Santa Clara, too. But in Glendale, we saw him, spent a lot of money, had good seats, and it was really, really good for a huge stadium show. Maybe the, one of the best I've been to uh, as far as a stadium show. I saw U2 in Canada, in Winnipeg, in like for their pop tour, and I thought it was terrible. Like sound was bad, echoing, and all that. So it, it's it's I almost like shy away from seeing huge concerts. I just I don't know. Mm. I, I've been spoiled by these small shows. Uh, Third Eye Blind saw them in a small club. Well, the Joint at, at the Joint is not a small club, but it's small enough, you know. Um, uh, yeah. saw Def Leppard and GNR and Peter Gabriel and, and Third Eye Blind in these small venues, and I love them, and, and I will continue to go see bands like that, and I shy away from these huge arena stadium spectacles. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? What about uh, your biggest, biggest musical influence? Mm, that's a good question, because I don't play anything. I don't know how to do anything, right? Do you? Do you play anything? Have you tried? No. No. I come from a family that is absolutely musically talented. Um, my mom sings, plays the ukulele. Really? My grandpa yeah. picks the banjo, plays the guitar. Yeah. All my cousins can play. Um, my my mom's dad uh, and two sisters are in a bluegrass band together. Like, yeah. I just didn't wow. get the gene. But luckily, <laughs> my, my daughter is actually super into it, and she can actually um, strum a little bit on the guitar and stuff. Oh, no so way, really? It just skipped me, but yeah, I would I would crush it to be able to. Um, oh, I would love play it. the guitar or piano or something. You know, I, I think it would be so awesome. Pookie bought me an acoustic guitar because she's like I, I I'm such a dork. I will watch YouTube videos of guys playing guitar of Van Halen and U2 and different bands. You know, uh, GNR. Yeah. Like I'll just watch. There's YouTube videos of just dudes with guitars on their laps playing these, 
And I'll be like, I would kill to be able to play that. And so she bought me, she bought me an acoustic guitar and I took one lesson and I, I'm too busy and I don't, it seems really hard. My fingers hurt like hell. Uh, you know, I talked to Jimmy Albertson about it. Like Albertson self-taught himself and he's like, yeah, man, just, you know, I was the same way. I just picked it up for 30 minutes a day, you know, and Jimmy's actually sounds pretty good, right? When he does it. Yeah. He riffs it pretty good. I actually did a little bit of the same thing. I went and bought Brittany and I an acoustic guitar and we were going to like learn together. And we both, <laughs> we, uh, we did the YouTube thing for a bit, a couple times, and yeah. um, we both just realized that we just weren't going to play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt my hand. Uh, um, I just, I was, I, so I watch these guys because I, I love music so much. Music is, when I wake up in the morning, Zacho, I'll put music on my phone. And when I'm making breakfast or making the dogs breakfast, I'll have music playing. Uh, I'll put music on in the background when I'm typing. Um, I'll, 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 I have music on when I'm driving, podcasts uh, or music. I'm very, I love music, and I so to watch a normal guy, just a guy who has a nine-to-five job, be able to play what Eddie Van Halen plays pretty closely, I'm just, I'm like, holy shit, like, I just thought only one man in the world can do that, but oh no, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, oh, so, I hear you. So I don't have, I'm not very talented with music at all, I don't know anything about it, so, but for me, like, I, I listen to some of the lyrics that, like, Bono writes or Hagar, Hagar is a tad sappy at times. But I, I listen to these lyrics, that, and they, they're just they're, they're, they come from a different place than my talent. Do you know what I mean? I'm a writer. Yeah. I write a lot, but I, I can't do that. I just can't come up with that. You know. So I think that the uh, the arts in general, not not only music, but I mean painting and just all that, is a different um, side of your brain or something. Breed of people <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just don't have it. And and oftentimes, like when I look at art, I'm like. Yeah, I just I'm not seeing it, guys. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> um, in school, like both of us grew up racing dirt bikes uh, all the time, obviously. But were you on? Like I was, I played volleyball, basketball, like hockey. I was just an athlete kind of guy, you know. Growing up, I wasn't. I didn't go to band. I didn't do arts. I didn't like any of those classes. Did you, or were you more jock kid? Yeah, definitely more more of the jock type, but um. I didn't quite make it too far in school. You know, I, I have my diploma, but it's from homeschool. And how far did you? Um, when did you get out of school? Like real school? I stopped in seventh grade. Oh shit! And then okay. um, right. I finished. I actually finished my diploma the year two thousand two thousand twelve when I got hurt. Um, when I was riding for Dixon, I, when I came back home, I had a, an extended period of injury, and I finished it then, um, just so I'd have it. But um, oh. yeah, I was never right. never. Definitely never the RC type. I assumed you didn't take high school, but I figured you took middle school, but I guess not, Zach. No. Um, no. Yeah, it's, uh, so for me, I got this guitar. I'm actually staring at it right now. It's in my in my podcast, Dan, and, and uh, Pookie is so bitter that I've never tried to really learn. But, boy, would I love to be able to play guitar. Like, just shred. Yeah, man. Like I said, I, I'm, how dorky am I watching YouTube videos of other dudes shredding, right? So, yeah. anyways. I, I understand. I get it completely. Yeah. yeah. I just, I can't believe that other people can play this incredible music that I grew up loving, you know? So. Yeah. Um, what about the first band you remember, like, getting torqued about? Uh, be Van Halen. It'd be Van Halen, yeah. Van like Halen. Yeah, Van Halen. Like, probably, like, even, even uh, David Lee Roth. So, 1984, I would have been uh, 11. I was minus five. I was... <laughs> 
<laughs> I was nine or ten or uh, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, Van Halen, like Jump and Panama and all that. Um, and then yeah. Hagar joined the band after that. And um, so probably Van Halen, like that's, you know, almost been a childhood love forever. Right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, whole, the whole time. Uh, driving to the races with Dad, he'd play it. Driving back, Dad would play it. And then when I, when I started driving, you know, I got into it. And it, uh, I was all about stereos. Like, in every single vehicle I ever owned, I'd have to put upgrade the speakers and upgrade the stereo because music was just all, you know, all yeah, that I cared about. Yeah, I hear you. So. What about, um, last question I had for you was, um, like, is there any new bands that you like that you can get into? Um, I mean... Anything? I know you're <laughs> I super know. hater on, on like anything after 1990. But um, <laughs> like, is there anything that you can get into now well, that, that you like? You know, I was just—that's actually a really good question. Uh, I bought the new Our Lady piece the other day, but that's even an older band. But it's new, new disc for them. Um, you know what? Berludi came over, and I don't know the name of the band. I I had to buy a single uh, that Berludi told me about from this band that he's getting into. And it sounds a lot like the old stuff, by the way. So it's not it's new music, but it sounds old, like old school 70s, 80s rock, which is maybe yeah. why I like it. And I'm just scrolling through my phone right now to try to find out the name of the band if it stands out for me. And it was actually sounding like, you know, it sounded really good. And I was like, hey, Berlut, like, how'd you find out about these guys? And he's like, yeah, someone just told me. Like, I think one of the MCR guys told him about it, Mechanics. Huh. And... They're actually pretty good. Uh, DV's tried to get me into Portugal, the man, here and there. I like Portugal. Um, I mean, there's quite a few newer bands. Like, I love Kings of Leon. Uh, there's this band called AWOL Nation that's it's kind of dubstepy. I don't yeah. Know, they do that yep. song, Sail. Yeah. Um, yep. I saw them in concert. They're pretty good. Rise Against. Um, there's, there's a few bands that, you know, that I can listen to. Actually, um, Quite like Imagine Dragons for some reason too. It's kind of out of my genre, but I like yeah. Imagine Dragons a lot. Um, Arcade Fire. I've liked some Arcade Fire Arcade stuff. Arcade Fire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ca they're Canadian, by the way. Um, I can't really. I can't find that band anywhere. But Berludi's like, yeah, play this, and uh, I'm like, okay, cool. And then um, I liked it, so I, I thought about maybe I'd get into more of them. But I gotta find it on my iPhone here somewhere. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, not too much, man. Like uh, you've heard me on these sound checks go on and on about you know. Oh, I need to branch out. I, I I'd like to. Branch yeah, that's out. why. That's why I was asking. Like, if there's anything that even you know. Oh, Greta, nerve Greta at all, you know. I found it. Greta Va Greta Van Fleet. No, I don't think I've ever heard them. Hold on, is this it? Yeah, Greta Van. You can hear a little bit. Yeah. So that's it's I'll it's check it out. it's more seventies. Zeppelin stuff like that, the Who and all that, but yeah. but, it's, but it's modern. I feel like so. that that's coming back a little bit um, with some of the newer newer bands. Um, with like, I think just the festival vibe that people have now, it's yep. like kind of taking you back that way. Not not trying to insinuate anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into it. Anything else you got to ask or no? No, that's right, it. Let's um, get into my yeah. Into my 10 songs. Here we go. First one up. Sound check. Uh, me.
Boys of Summer by uh, Don Henley. Um, I have to say, though, the uh, I'm a fan of the Atari's version <laughs> a little bit better, but um, yeah. great song. Somebody picked Atari's for the sound check, and I went on about how, you know, they, I like this. I like their remake is better. Uh, this song, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not a huge Eagles fan. I like them. I'm not a huge Don Henley fan. I like his stuff, but this song just, you know, Zacho, you talked about the, I think it was Pumpkins for you that took you instantly back to your mom and riding and stuff and, and all that. I think you said it was the Pumpkins that did it for you. And uh, I think it was um, maybe Third Eye Blonde or, or Chili Peppers. Okay, but, yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, so just like that, like this song takes me back to a summer of dirt bike riding um hanging out with my buddies just it's not a particularly like deep song it's just got a drum track in the background and like some clapping um but just boys of summer it's about baseball uh i just always i love don henry's voice is great and it's just 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 takes me back that's it just takes me back to my childhood you know that's it there's no other it's not a great that's uh that's plenty i mean uh it's a it's kind of one of those uh timeless songs that no matter how many people remake it and you know screw it up or make it awesome it's just like it sticks around you know it's one of those uh deals that kind of everyone i feel like can relate to a little bit and kind of get into it's it's nothing super deep it's just about summer yeah yeah no i just uh and you know what I, i'd like to think though like okay so it's one of my favorite songs it's it made the list by the way these songs are not in order of anything lars wanted them in a particular order and i think ac did too but you know, I don't. Did you want them in order? I think you did too, Zacho. Anyways, um, not necessarily. Okay. Anyways, these are not in any order, by the way. For people who are wondering, it's just it's it's clear. Um, here's the thing, though. I think I was justified in putting this on my list because this song is still played a lot today. Like it, radio stations have determined that this is also uh, a song that stands the test of time. So when you have it right. on, on Classic Rewind or on the '80s station or whatever on satellite, they will play this a lot. So I'm just saying. Right, that's what I said. Like, it's just like one of those songs that's just everyone can relate to, and, yeah. and I think that that's just music. Yep. Uh, all right, next up, here we go.
That's the Tragically Hip, Depression Suite. Honestly, uh, they have, they're my favorite band maybe ever. Uh, they have so many songs. I, I changed this one 14 times. I, I guess I picked the, this one because I love the lyrics. It's not a rocker. They've got rocking songs, especially when they were started out. But um, this one just, it's got such great lyrics. If you listen to the lyrics, it's incredible. It's, so, yeah, there's no real, real reason. I could have picked so many ones. And honestly, now that I'm playing this one, I'm, if I'm picking it to like try to sell people on my band, Zacho, then I didn't do a great job because this one is a little different. Wow. You know. It's like what you were telling um, maybe Daniel Blair, I think. Like, don't think about what other, you know, it's yeah. your sound check. But yep, yep. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I, I knew nothing about the, the Tragically Hip um, before I, before you sent me your list, and I did a little bit of research, and um, I didn't. I don't know that I had ever heard really any of their songs, to be perfectly honest with you, but the only thing that I can think of is um, Alden would love your playlist with that on there because he's all about some, like, weird 80s music <laughs> nice i like it yeah it's uh it, they're a great band they're canadian the lead singer uh passed away he had a got a brain tumor he's 50 something 52 or something years old and huh. uh had a brain tumor and two years later he passed away i think in december of this year i had him as my avatar forever and like they've just given me here's a weird thing though zacko like so they're they're an all-time Canadian band, right? They never really broke it in the U.S. They they sell out 16,000 seat arenas in Canada, like, no problem. Anytime they have a new disc out. And I never liked them that much in Canada. Like, seriously, I, I never saw them live in Canada. I never saw them until they came to the U.S. And when I was living down the U.S., I liked them, but I never liked them to the extent that they grew on me as I kind of got older, you know? Um... Yeah, and it's just—it's really weird. They their final concert. They went on tour. The Gord, the Downey, was discover the brain tumor. They went on tour for one last time. There's a documentary on Netflix called Long Time Running, and they follow the band across the country as everybody kind of knew that this this was an incurable brain tumor, and everybody kind of knew that. And so they did a a tour across Canada, and the fans and I, Lucky Pookie and I got to go. It was Sunday after Washougal in Vancouver. So I made it. Oh, we, we went and we saw them for a final time. Um, and it kind of was like a Canada's outpouring of grief towards him. It was it was really touching. Like it's amazing the way the people treated him because he was such a an amazing songwriter and lyricist and everything else. So. That's unreal. I, I um I can kind of relate to that. Um, what you said not not liking them as much uh, in Canada as you did. Yeah as you do now or as you, as it grew on you. Cause like, um, there's songs that I, I listened to that I was like so into when I lived in England and, and like, I don't know if it was just like the weather or the mood or whatever. Um, but like now I listen to it and I'm like, what, like, what were you thinking? Like, that's not even a good song at all. Um, so I, I can definitely relate to that. Um, yeah. Like it's almost maybe, is it, a, was it a reminder of home for you? Cause maybe that's what these guys yeah. were to me. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was kind of yeah. saying. Like for me, it's a little bit the opposite, um, like backwards. But yeah, I can I can get what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This song here, it's you can hear it's really like a, it's uh it's nine minutes long and it goes heavy, soft, heavy. He's telling a story. 
about you know being in Chicago and being depressed, and then yeah. talking. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. So I could have picked so many songs from the Tragical Hip. It, they they started in their first disc was 1987, and their last disc was whatever two years ago. Um, and it's just like honestly, I've never, I've never, I never met Gord. We saw him 15, 16 times the band in these small clubs. We went to San Diego and Phoenix and Chicago and L.A. and Vegas numerous times. Saw them, you know, multiple cities in one tour. You know, we went, I think we went three times in five nights. Dang, uh, that's impressive. That's right? committed. That's like right. a groupie, dude. Dude, yeah, three times in five nights. There were a couple tours ago. We went to, we went to Anaheim, we went to L.A., and then we went to uh, uh, Vegas. Um, that's awesome. And and the, he he was such a showman on stage, and it was amazing every time we saw him. And it's so sad, dude, that I'll never see him again. It's so sad. Uh, yeah, it would be pretty. Uh, I mean, pretty hard to grasp, I guess. Like, you know, uh, not knowing knowing them as well as you do, and then yeah, you know, yeah. knowing that it's just not gonna. There's not gonna be any new material or no. anything like that. I never. I lost my both grandparents are no longer around um, but I've never really lost anyone super close to me to to death uh, I've had I've been sad over some dogs that we've had to put down over the years um, but honestly this I could not believe how hard his death hit me like not crying by myself but not far off Zacho seriously yeah I hear you that's, not that's far pretty- off I mean, that's that's cool though like to have that connection with uh with someone and you know not even know them really and, and i kept thinking to myself how dumb is this it's a 52 year old guy that i've never met and i can't believe how sad i am like it was i mean pookie's crying her eyes out you know like she was and it's just so so weird to feel that way but that's how much he and the band meant to us so yeah that's pretty cool um and but uh, I, I had one other question written down. Yeah, if there was uh, one band for the rest of your life, like you're basically marrying this band, and yeah, this, you're just gonna listen yeah. to their music. That's yeah. it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, tragically hip. Tragically Something hip. I wanted to say yeah. too, though, like on a, on a bright side, before we move on to the next song, like you know, I don't get goosebumps a lot. I don't get, I, I, I'm jaded a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm very cynical as in by nature. Um, I'm very cynical, and I don't get goosebumps much. But I've, you know, when when we were in these small clubs with the hip, I would get goosebumps. And I've got to say, Zach, that another time that I got goosebumps was your ride in Vegas. Like your, I, I, honestly, I'll never forget your race in Vegas. I could, I was trembling so much and had goosebumps. And, and and obviously we're friends, but it's not like we're best friends or anything. But I could not believe the effort. The, the 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 imagination of what I just saw, the amazement of what I just saw of a guy whose championship was done, it was gone, he threw it away, and you got Savachi, you know, with two turns to go, and the the goosebumps that I got were maybe I've never felt that way. I mean, I did as a mechanic when Ferry did some things where I was like unbelievably jacked up, right? Um, yeah. But I I never got that until. You, uh, your ride at, at Vegas was one of the few times I can relate to getting goosebumps when I hear you too, which we'll get to, or when I hear the hip live for so many shows. So, anyways, that's, that was something I thought about the other day. Maybe right. I'm the new, the new Gordon in your life. Maybe, maybe that's it. I just <laughs> that was so inspirational, and 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 seeing that, and then seeing these bands 
that you love here, you know, the opening riffs of your favorite song. It's it's, yeah. it's along the same levels. So, anyways, awesome. all right, let's get into the next one uh, before I start getting really uh, emotional. All right, here we go. by Van Halen off of the 5150 disc. I will fight you, Zacho, if you say David Lee Roth is better. I I honestly, if you played me 10 Van Halen songs and said, pick which ones are Van Halen or <laughs> Van Hagar. Hagar and Van Halen, I would be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, like we talked about so many songs from so many bands could make the list of, of it, but honestly, uh, for Van Halen, it was always 5150. I love Van Halen. Mine All Mine is incredible and 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 goes on and on and on. Why can't this be love? But for me, this is my favorite Van Halen song. It always has been. And I just love it. I, I this I love the guitar. I love this little part right here. Just uh Sammy's great. Sammy was a great and, and Eddie Van Halen's great and it's funny, I don't Sammy Hagar solo, I like, but it's like whatever, I could take or leave it. And Van Halen with David Lee Roth, I could take or leave it. But with Sammy and, and, and Eddie together, it was amazing. They did four discs together before they they all hated each other, Zacho. I, yeah, like we said on my yeah, podcast, yeah. I, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> you just can't yep. play nice and right. take the money. Like, I don't understand. I, I, I will never get it. No, they... Uh, Another regret I have is I've only have one live version of this song, and it's not that good. It's off their disc. So I've never really heard a live version of this song. And this disc is recorded 
really shitty. Like, it's 1986, but there's, like, no bass on it. It's really flat. It's really trebly. Mm. So when you... You can't really crank it loud and get into it. I don't, just the way it was recorded. I, I, I never liked it, so... But, uh... Yeah, so... That's it. Van Halen 5150. Next up... I, I mean, oh. how hard was it for you to pick a Van Halen song? I know... I mean, it was just... Flat out 5150. Yep. You never even yeah, no, considered anything no, else. No, no, no. This one, I've, I love this song. There's, there's probably 30 that are tied for second, but this one's slightly above it. I still remember. There's a line in here that says, "Always one more, you'll never satisfy." And, yeah. And I can picture riding an exercise bike in my basement, training, you know, for dirt bike racing, like trying to, you know, believe it or not, believe it or not, Zacho, um, <laughs> riding an exercise bike. Uh, over and over every night to try to, you know, get in shape for moto. And I always thought of my dad as the one more I'll never satisfy because he was really hard on me. My dad was pretty gnarly. Really? And I remember it with the headphones on and, and there's a line, that, you know, always one more you'll never satisfy. And it was always my dad I thought about that. So, mm. yeah. That's pretty gnarly. That, I mean, that um, it's cool, though, that you have that yeah, uh, totally. like, yeah. thing that you can kind of bounce off of it. Yep. Race tech, suspension, and engines, people. Pulp MX-18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race tech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race tech. Guys like the HEP Suzuki team and many more in the pits use Race tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulp MX-18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. So, great song, great band. Uh, let's get into the next one, which is something that we share, this band, anyways. I didn't go with your song, but it's uh, Third Eye Blind again. Walking with the wounded 
That's uh, Third Eye Blind Wounded. Um, I like Third Eye Blind. Everyone, as I told you, we talked about it. Everyone just thinks they kind of disappeared after that first disc that sold 800, yeah, 800 million copies. so much more to them, though. Oh, yeah. This one's off their second one. Uh, this one takes me back to working for Ferry at Chaparral. I was living in Newport Beach with him and a guy named Garth who worked at O'Neill Surfwear. And I had to drive every day from Newport to Chaparral in San Bernardino. And mm. that drive was not fun. And uh, I love this disc. This disc had just come out. And uh, I, I listened to a ton of it. And it was this one or Blinded. Do you know Blinded? It was... Uh, yeah, I know both of them. Yep. Blinded was uh, real close to being my pick. But I love Wounded. Um, the funny thing to me, uh, I think Kiefer had Blinded or... No. I don't remember one of them. Yeah, he had... But uh, he was making fun of Jumper, which I had. Yes. Just because, yeah. I mean, I love Jumper. I think it's a killer song. Yep. I know it's played yep. to the masses readily but um he was saying that the reason he didn't like jumper was because of yes man which i thought yes man was an awesome movie super funny something fresh you know and uh i thought that that part was so sick because yeah he yep. learned to play the guitar and whatnot and saved the chick's life so it was funny to, to hear him say the 100% opposite of what i thought of it and, and i don't think i know that movie i still don't think i know that movie um Dude, it's it's awesome. You should watch it. It's jumper, awesome. Jumper would be my that. Jumper would be my pick off that first disc. I love Jumper. It's great. Um, yeah, it's good. And when they do Jumper live, it's amazing, dude. Because everyone's singing along and it's acoustic version, and then it hits hard, you know, when the chorus comes in or whatever. And it's an amazing live version. Jumper is amazing live song. Yeah, I would love to see them live. Um, they came to Florida somewhere close by, not. Not long ago, and I, I managed to miss it, but oh. I'm gonna see him before they're done. They're really good live, and and I, I, we took Kiefer's came with us to a concert uh, of them, and I think that they both were blown away. Both Chris and Heather were blown away by by Third Eye Blind um, at the concert. They were like, "Holy!" And I'm like, "Yeah, exactly." Like, they're a really good live band. Although, again, the, the lead singer is pissed everybody off from the original lineup, and I think only the drummers left. You know, because they wow. all hate, they all hate them. So um, poor guys. Yeah. Again. So <laughs> yeah, another another rock band that fell apart. Uh, okay. Next song, and this one has caused some controversy with Pookie and I. So here it is. Here it is. Here's the next one. So lost 
In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Have you ever heard of that, Zacho? No, I haven't, and I probably would never listen to it again, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, uh, that is literally just exactly what Alden plays when we're in the gym. Like, the whole time, you've got Jason, who would rather listen to, like, I don't even know, 21 Savage, and then we're listening to this stuff, and it's just when uh, when musical um, genres clash. Yeah, yeah. No, I've always loved this song. I love Peter Gabriel. Uh, Red Rain is great. Uh, uh, Sledgehammer. Um, yeah, love Peter Gabriel. I've always been a fan. Uh, I love this song. Eddie Van Halen once said that this was this disc called So was the perfect piece of music that he's ever heard of back in the day. Mm. Um, but the controversy is, so I love this song. It's sappy. It's 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 everything. It's it's awesome. And then so when I met Pookie, I don't know who knows. I don't even know if we were dating then or what. I told her, look, this song is going to be my wedding song. Like, this song is my wedding song. I, I, I love it. It will always be my wedding song. And so, you know, we would laugh at that or make fun of that. And so we never had a true wedding. Uh, we got married on the beach. I had to get, you know, it was a very long story. So Don Maeda shot our photos and we had to get married real quick. But we did have this thing in Canada called a social where people come and they... They uh, give you money for door prizes, and you collect money off the booze sales, and you just basically have a... It's just a grand old party in a community hall that Canadians throw. So That's crazy. Yeah, it's called a social. It's like very rare in Manitoba. It's only Manitoba and a few other places in Canada. So so we have a social, a wedding social, and we go to get up there to dance, and Pookie picks some Celine Dion song that we dance to. <laughs> I'm so mad at her. I'm still mad at her. And then her comeback is that I screwed the vows up. Uh, there was something. See, I can't even remember, but she wanted the vows a certain way. And I just said to the guy, yeah, 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 that's fine. Like whoever the guy who married us on the beach it was Randy Lawrence's buddy. Um, oh, man. And, and, and so he married us. And so the vows were like, the vows weren't right. So then she says, like, well, you screwed the vows up. So I don't care about you being mad about screwing the song up. So we danced to so some stupid song. Dude, I think it's the one uh Till I Love You or Titanic one. No, no, not Titanic one. Um I don't even know what it was. But anyways, I wanted this to be my wedding song and it was never the wedding song. So mm. Pookie screwed up, but um so anyways, I love this disc. I still listen to Peter Gabriel and I I'm not even ashamed. So all right. It's pretty funny cuz it's so so far away from all the other songs on yep. your list pretty much. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh absolutely. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, this one, this one is. Uh, I could have picked a number of versions of this song. I yeah. have so many different versions, but this is the one I. Or picked. fifty other songs from the band. Oh, easy, easy. All right, let's go. Here we go.
Streets Have No Name live from their last tour. I talked about those goosebumps earlier, Zach Owen. When this song comes on at that concert, uh, and there's a big video board behind them, at 2 minutes and 12 seconds, you can hear a roar of this version. That's when the video board kind of turns, and it's like a street, uh, a moving street. And, and that, that get, talk about goosebumps, at both times I saw them, it was the same way. So um, I love this song, and I love this band. It's, uh, it's funny you say that, though, because um, they have that song, Beautiful Day. Yep. Um, and it was at some point, like 2000, sometime between 2000 yeah. and 2006 or eight. it was like the opening song at Supercrust. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like just just when the lights went out and like it was right. starting to set things up, yep. like set the tone, yep. um, that Beautiful Day song was, was the song and... It used to do the same thing to me. Like I used to listen to that song, you know, going riding yeah. or on the yeah. on the spin bike or whatever. Uh, I would it would just fire me up. Like you know, I could just feel the yeah. feel the atmosphere, and that's pretty crazy. Uh, the city, uh, the streets have no name. Beautiful day. Uh, the city of blinding lights by U two are all they, they're all very much the formula, the same formula where they slowly build and they come come it yeah like it's it's a, a thing that U two tries to do and, and it works in a lot of cases. But um, they're one of those rare bands that, that kind of stick together and um, yeah and have been making dang good hits for a yep. long freaking time. Yeah, I would have I could have picked the fly. I could have picked beautiful day. I could have picked. Um, uh, with or without you, um, but this one yeah, I mean, just there's yeah. So many, their greatest hit disc is going to be like <laughs> track beat. Yeah. Now let me ask you: Do you ever like I? If I have a good live version of a song, I prefer that over the disc version. I have a really hard time with live. Okay. Like I either want to yeah. be there or I want to listen to them in the studio. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a couple actually that um, "Boys of Summer" by the Ataris is one of the few songs that I have. Um, live on my right. on my iTunes and uh, yeah, that's it's just I don't know it's it's strange for me, um, especially like I hear you all the time talking about this live version or whatever. Yeah, um, I'm like, man, I just I can't yeah. get into it. Yeah, one good thing about the Tragically Hip, they have released a lot of live stuff, a lot of officially licensed bootlegs out there, and I will <laughs> I will listen to a lot of that over over the disc stuff. Uh, that's but pretty uh, cool. I, I just can't get into it. Yep. All right, next song. This one was also tough for me to pick one song from this band, but uh, I, I did the best I could. Here we go.
That's a breakdown by Guns N' Roses. Love Guns N' Roses. Didn't you have Patience? I like Guns N' No, I had uh, Civil War, which okay. is yeah. by far their best song, but you, you chose a good second. Yep, yep. Um, somebody had Patience, I thought. but may, um, Like we said, I think I said to you, if you took Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 and just made one disc, it would be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of fillers on those two yeah. discs, but... But uh, they have some <clears throat> unreal hits, and then they have some things where you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Civil War is great. Yesterday's is great. This one is great. Uh, you Could Be Mine is great. Like, just phenomenal songs. I was never a huge Guns N' Roses fan until like maybe two or three years ago. Um, I'm a, a big Skinner guy, obviously, but um, yeah. one of my buddies was like, you know, not all their stuff is like Paradise City. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's. There's, they have some other stuff too, and I'm like, okay, well, show me something. Yeah, yeah. And literally, the first thing he showed me was Civil War, and I was like, yeah. oh wow, like I really need to check this out. But um, yeah, they're they're bad at bone. So many people will talk about the the Appetite for Destruction as being altered Guns and Roses, and I get it. It was their debut, and it sold so many. But if you listen to Use Your Illusion, there's so much going on in terms of lyrics and music and keyboards and and symphony music and like there's so much more going on in Use Your Illusions you know yeah it seems like it would be like a, a 15 member band when, the, when you hear <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. all the stuff that's playing yeah. and yeah. hitting and stuff it's pretty, pretty awesome yeah absolutely no uh, alright let's get into the next one probably another band that uh, you never really heard of but um, but uh, Canadian National Anthem, which I don't really know by Matt Good. I don't really know why it's titled that. It's not really anything in the lyrics to make it out like that, but it's I, all... Um, I just could not wrap my head around this song. I listened to it a couple times whenever you sent me your deal, and I'm just like, 
yeah. man, I really don't know what to do about this song. Like, I, I just couldn't get into it. I said, in the end, I just wrote down, like, it must be a Canadian thing. I don't understand. <laughs> well, as I sit here doing this with you, I kind of regret picking this one, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I feel like there's, you have to have better songs than, than that, like, um, in your repertoire. Yeah, I mean, okay, so Matt Good is a Canadian guy. He, uh, he's been around since uh, the mid-90s. And uh, he he had the Matthew Good band for a while, and then he, he kind of broke off into his own and had his own uh, had his own band or had his own music and started doing his own thing. And then uh, it, it's the opening song for the Pulp of Show, the Last Parade. That's Matthew Good. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yep, that's Matthew Good. Uh, actually, you know what? I should have picked this one. Here we go. Let's let's pick this. off his new disc decades uh is that one better better definitely i mean like <laughs> yes for sure um yeah he you know what's really cool is that because of um the song on the pulp show uh people have been like hey who is that over the years you know and i've done it's matt good and whatever and then people have discovered him and they've hit me up on social media and been like man i love that 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 stuff like they they love all of matt good and so i've I've started new fans, which is awesome of Matt Good. There was um, one song a couple years ago that um, uh, Swizzcore asked, asked him about. It was um, Circles by Bob Moulds. Yep, yep, Bob Moulds. That is, I, uh, that was, never heard of him but before I heard it on the Pulp Show. So, pretty, yeah, yeah that um, happens more than you'd think. Yeah, for sure. Also, uh, Matt Good, somebody I've never seen live. He only tours in Canada. He's not anywhere near big enough to tour in the U.S. And uh, so he doesn't doesn't tour in the U.S., and I've never seen him live, and bummer for me, for sure. He's on tour right now with Our Lady Peace. They're doing split shows. So I've uh, never heard of this Our Lady Peace. I'm going to have to check that out. You've never heard out. of Our Lady Peace? They had a few big songs. No. They're Canadian, but they had some songs in the U.S., like Superman's huh. Dead and Clumsy and stuff. Uh, I'll check them out. Um, yeah, so Matt Good's really, really, um, uh, I love him. It's, uh, it's good stuff. I like all of his solo stuff, all his band stuff. It's one of my uh, one of my favorites for sure. Uh, all right, next uh, next one. Here we go.
Jam Corduroy, which uh, I could have picked Leash. I could have picked Leash. I could have picked Release. I could have picked a lot of Pearl Jam songs, man. I like Pearl Jam. I think they're awesome. Like I said in my in my soundtrack, I uh, I'm more of a fan of Eddie Vedder himself. Yeah. Um, by himself, um, he has so much good content. Like uh, that. There's this movie. I think I mentioned it. Uh, into the into the into wild. The wild. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The whole soundtrack from that movie is just fire. Yeah. I mean, it's it's awesome. Actually, I I went and bought it after after you after I played that one song from you. So, oh yeah. Yep. I went and bought it's it. Sick. Yeah, it's good. This song's about sort of uh, this is off their Vitology. It's um, they had two discs and then they came out with Vitology, the third one, and it's about sort of he, he can't do anything without being bothered by not bothered but without you know being uh, adored by fans. He's like, oh, okay. He talks about how he can't buy what he wants because it's free, but what he's talking about is privacy. Um, right. So he can't buy privacy, and he talks about ripping his t- people ripping his T-shirt off when he's in crowds and stuff. So, um, yeah. That's pretty cool. I, yeah, I really I've like, never really actually listened to the song that much, but um, it, it sounds uh, yep. like I need to. That's, that's yep. pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, Given to Fly, too, is another one I really like uh, off Yield. Uh, Given, Given to Fly is, uh, is another one I could have easily picked, so. Um, all right, let's go. Last one, Zacho. So, average year my sound check songs came out, 1987, I think. 87? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That sounds about right. I'm kidding. It's, it's not. It's but... got to be close, though. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. All right, next one. I changed this one from the original list. Same band, but same. Oh. But change the song. Okay. So.
That's the pumpkins uh, mayonnaise off Siamese Dream. You picked which one did you pick off Siamese Dream? I don't think I had a pumpkin song on mine. I thought you did. Really? Uh, I don't believe so. I'm positive you did, bro. No, I don't think so. Hold on. Um, I gotta look. I gotta look. Maybe I got somewhere in here. Anyways, um, I had tonight tonight off of um, better song, uh, in my opinion. Oh, you do? Yeah, better song. You think? Yeah, I mean, I like I like it better. Um, also, I heard um, Chair Brock yesterday. Yep. I really like that one. Um, Bull Butterfly Wings. Like, I mean, they have a ton of good songs. Um, but I would have gone with Tonight Tonight. Um, I uh, I just bought tickets for them. They're back on tour with most of the original lineup. Um, and they're coming to Vegas in November. So, oh, I got your list here. You didn't pick pumpkins. Okay. No. Somebody picked pumpkins. Somebody was, else. Yeah, I remember. It was surprising because um, they were younger too. Like they picked like this. This came out in '93. You know. Maybe Sealy. Yeah, it might have been Sealy. Uh, remember. But yeah, no pumpkins has got a lot of great songs. Yep. They one of your go-to's, you would say. You know what? They're one of the ones, Zacko, that I don't listen to that much. And then when I do, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, they're really I good. listen to these guys more. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, like, a lot of Third Eye Blind, a lot of Hip, a lot of Halen. U2 right now. I'm big with U2 lately. And then Matt Good is always there. And then when I, when this comes on random, I'm like, God, this is a good song. Or this is a good, whatever song it is. Like, you just named three or four of them anyways, you know? Yeah, for so. sure. They're they're killer. Um I would probably listen to them more when I was a little younger, like uh, 17, 18, 19. Yep. yep. But um, like like you said, every time I hear them, I'm like, man, I should really listen to these guys a lot more. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, that's my sound check. Fly Racing, Racer X sound check, presented by Alpine Stars and Max's Tires. We thank those guys. Uh, Zach, it's been super I- fun, and yeah. I feel good that now that we, all of us loyal pulpies, uh, know what you would pick. Um, we can move on with our lives and uh, listen to some more <laughs> awesome sound checks. I got to find some more dudes to do it with. Uh, any ideas? Really? I, uh, I don't know. I, even industry people, I got to line some up, you know? I thought of someone the other day. I, I, don't, I don't remember what about it now, but what about it would have been What about good. Feeny? No? Dude, I don't know what he listened to. Uh, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I feel like Feeny's whole, whole life is revolved around motorcycles. And that's it. It pretty much does. He loves it. I mean, right. he goes racing when when we don't go racing uh, right, right. on the circuit. He goes to Saigon Paula or Cahia and right, races right. vet races. Yeah, and yeah. I got to uh, I got to dig around and get some more guys. Justin Hill's been a guy I've been wanting to ask, but he's been racing. But maybe now I guess he broke his toe, yeah. so maybe he's got some. He he would be good. I mean, he's he's pretty awesome uh, himself. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he might be a guy that would that would work. Well. uh Thanks, Zach. Thanks for doing that. I know you're, you know, you're super busy with this racing stuff. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to do it. I think people uh, will dig it. And uh, yeah, man, thanks a lot. No problem. Um, anytime. Glad I uh, got to do it with you. And um, hopefully, it turns out good. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends. 
and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.